Welcome to the 203rd episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. I'm one half of your hosting team, Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis! Oh, oh that's that our is. energy this episode. That, <laughs> oh, you this have is set, high energy, You're the pace baby. car. You're the pace There's, car. Oh, yes. And uh, that, oh, oh, this is oh. what we're doing for episode 203. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Ooh, this has got some tasty ones. Ooh, this has got a morsel. 203. Yes. Oh, we're getting close, baby. Five short episodes away oh. from our fourth anniversary episode, episode 408. Good. 408? Which, that's the episode it's going to be. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it will be episode 408, if my Wait. math is correct. 208. 208 my bad okay you had me i'm getting questioning i'm getting, my- <laughs> I'm getting the live Whoa, cool. quizzes because uh, yeah. I, I, I work on those right before mm-hmm. i do this yes you know so th- i'm sorry i'm in the Oof. 400s for our live quizzes 208 you're right it will be episode 208 okay and uh we're gonna be doing something a little different a little bit wacky <laughs> yes for episode 208 yes we are going to be hosting our first ever Live podcast taping. Yes. Give them the claps. Give them another clap. Yes. Yes, and a benigna. And just give me a random one. Wrong. (laughs) Not entirely random, but it works. I don't know what happened to all our sounds. I don't know either, but whatever. That was five dead keys in a row. (laughs) I like that you hit three or four of them and then you get wrong. I had to give myself a wrong. Yeah, Yeah. basically. So yeah, we're going to be doing our first live taping. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be in Cape Coral, Florida. Yes. At Ollie's Pub. Yes. On Saturday. What's the date again? (laughs) June. June 25th. 25th. Saturday, June 25th is when it is. I got my notes right here. Perfect. And yeah, eight PM. Yeah, we're very, very excited. Um, we uh, we're still kind of trying to figure out the nuts and bolts of exactly what it's going to what's going to entail. But you can guarantee there will be me. Mm-hmm. There will be Lee. There will be live people watching. You could be part of that group. Yes. Yeah. There will be questions. Mm-hmm. There will be answers, both correct and incorrect. There will be live sound drops. And probably some special surprises. And probably some special surprises and some special guests. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if you live around here. In Southwest Florida. Or, or if you live afar. If you want to start making plans now. Come down for the first ever live No Nonsense Trivia Podcast taping. We are very excited. Oh! June 25th, Ollie's yes. Pub, 8 p.m. It's a dang saturday yeah and we'll uh we'll drop some more details as we get closer Mm -hmm. as well to that date indeed so we are recording this a little bit early this week i'm going to be on the road going to megacon in orlando when this airs it'll already have happened so uh good job me and thanks to everybody who came out (laughs) and uh met me at the convention i know a lot of you are gonna be out there going where's lee uh but yeah uh, i'm sure it was a great time yeah and uh yeah if you're, so. if you're listening to this, dear listener, if you hear this, it's too late. 
You've already missed Megacon. Yeah. But we, maybe we'll do a no-no something at Megacon next year. So I know we talked about that, but yeah. you know, maybe this first little live experience will wet our palate mm-hmm. for, you know, it'll be a, a tasty, tasty appetizer for what you know they do like those live podcast panels Mm -hmm. i don't know if that would uh be good or bad for us if we went up there and (laughs) random people walking in shouting out answers you know yeah it would probably be a giant headache but uh it would be a lot of fun too you Mm -hmm. know and every uh even all those missteps and such uh you know they're they're part of a larger uh, situation and a larger experience. Yeah. You and know? until we get to there though, come see us in an intimate setting. Yeah. Please. At Ollie's on yeah, June yeah. 25th. And uh, yeah, because we are recording this early, we do not have a weekly wrap up. No. So we're just going to go right into our calendar. Yes. Um, Wednesdays we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida. For a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests, please join us for your opportunity to win some free, free beer. beer and suggest categories for next week's quiz and enjoy tasty, tasty food by Yabo <laughs> Mobile. That's at Point Ebel Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral, also at th- 7.30 p.m. at Ollie's Pub. Records and Beer in Cape Coral, Florida. We hope you can join us for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. That's on Thursdays at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral, Florida at 7.30 p.m. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our subreddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. <laughs> I almost missed it. I yeah. almost missed the, the oh, train no, on that good. one. I want everyone I know that our Discord <laughs> and our Facebook are usually pretty slamming. I want to know how you type out. Oh, yeah. I want to know Let's how you the would phonetics type on that, that. Yeah, the, the onomatopoeia version of, oh, whoop, oh, whoop. I think that's going to disturb That's you. That's now known as the no-no whoop. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you have to put that in, like, double semicolons or double colons, you know? <laughs> colon, colon. Oh, whoop. Oh, whoop. Colon, colon. Whoop. Yeah, that's All right. good. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back with our first set of questions. back mark i yes. have a video games question to kick off round number one what what is the name of the mascot for the fallout video game series oh what is the name of the mascot for the fallout video game series Do you know the mascot? I'm I do. About? Yeah, the little fifties-looking cartoon guy. I was originally going to say Fallout Boy, but that's a character in The Simpsons. <clears throat> I have never played Fallout, and I don't really play video games, but I know a bunch of people who do, and I know I've heard this before. That's good. I like this because it's like. 
right outside the wheelhouse, mm-hmm. you know, like of your wheelhouse. But it's you know it's known information. You know that some people know this. Yeah, I mean, I know that some people know it, but it's like just fringe enough. It's like it's fringe enough for me. Mm-hmm. For video game people, this is a three pointer. For like, if you had a fun your parents collection, it's like yeah. there's no you know there's no hope. But for me, it's like right around there. Um. Mm, 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 mm. Um, he's got his little thumb up. You know the one. Mm-hmm. I can see him. Big old smile. I remember being very confused. Like, why in the hell does this guy associate with this game? Because all the imagery I've seen of the game was like this, you know, like post-apocalyptic looking this dystopian future, and I was like, why is this happy guy here? Um, should I just go through human name? Ben, Frederick, Charles, <laughs> Chuck, Bill, Harold, Jonathan, Philip, George, Nebuchadnezzar, Oh, yeah, that's a common 50s name. <laughs> Chad, that's what that's short for. <laughs> Chad is short for Nebuchadnezzar. Cud. <laughs> it's my son, Cud. Short for Nebuchadnezzar. Nez would be a good nickname for Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Neb. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, can you answer this for me? Is it just a name or is there like a thing and a name? It is not a person's name. Oh, it's not. Mm-mm. That's oh. my hint for you. Then that's oof. Um, it's not Bibemum, Bibemum, the Michelin Man. <laughs> is that his name? Uh, I can't remember. Is it Bibemum? <laughs> At first, I thought you were saying Bibimbap. That is a very good hint. Yes, his name is Bibendum. Bibendum. Look at this HP Lovecraft looking motherfucker. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> it looks like a, he's made of pancakes. <laughs> yeah, he does. This is like an older ad. He's like a fat mummy. Um, this is like Moloch from uh, Howl, that poem. <laughs> <sighs> By Ginsburg. Uh, Alan Ginsburg. The Ginsburg Address. <laughs> Not nearly as impactful. No, he's pretty No, it's not. <laughs> God, there was, there were these letters found from a poet, and they were all fucking horny, and they were all talking about like wanting some girl to fart, like getting turned on by her farts. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I read this post on something awful back in the day. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a poet though; it was just a poster. Oh, a goon. Oh, well, this is a poet. I'll have to oh, try okay. and find it in between or something. Um, fuck, I know I'm going to lose my fucking mind when you tell me. I won't it won't be a screamer mm-hmm. because I know that I'm pretty far removed, but um It um, helps if you know a little bit about the lore and the story. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say um I'm going to say I don't know, chip. I don't know. No, it's not chip. So in Fallout, it is a post-apocalyptic video game series, 
and uh, you uh, start the game as a survivor in a vault, an underground vault that's made by a company named Vault Tech. And the reason that that character is so happy is because he's the company mascot of Vault Tech, and his name is Vault Boy. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. So Fallout Boy, we actually did get a few people putting I'm that sure. as answers, but as you mentioned, that is a uh, Simpsons character. That is the sidekick of Radioactive Man, the, fi- the fictional superhero. <laughs> the on goggles, the they do nothing. <laughs> yeah. That is forever one of the funniest <laughs> moments ever in television. Every once in a while, I'll go back and watch it. Yes. And but, just cry laughing. Yeah. Vault Boy is the mascot for the Fallout oh, video game series. Damn. All right. Uh, here is your uh, here is your first question from me. What Star Wars character has the first name Sheev? That would be Emperor Palpatine. That's correct. Yes. Giving you a nice easy Thank one. Thank you. I appreciate but that. But in a wheelhouse that you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, isn't Anakin's mom, doesn't she have a similar name? It's not Shiv, I know that, but it might be like Shiv. I don't know. Let's look that up real quick. Please. Since I'm throwing it out there. From episode one, most people uh, strike that movie from their memory. Her name is Shmi. Shmi Skywalker. Shmi? Yeah, Shmi. Just like, like in Hook. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> like in Hook. Oh, man, lots of good trivia surrounding Hook. Um, I actually learned a little piece of trivia about Hook while I was uh, streaming on John Lewis's Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash John Lewis. You can catch me over there sometimes playing Fallout with my boy. But we were playing with this guy C. Solo, and he told me that the uh, scene at the end of Hook when Peter is giving out the sword and he chooses like who's going to be the next or like the person to like, you know, take care of the lost boys. That was an improvised choice. So really? the reaction on the actor is uh, is a re- is a, a true reaction. Damn, uh, because they didn't know who he was going to pick. And of course, another uh, great piece of trivia from that movie is uh, Glenn Close making her uh, cameo as the Boo Box Pirate. Um, she's in uh, drag playing a, a dude pirate, and she gets put in the Boo Box. Damn, mm-hmm. in the Boom Box, the Boo Box. Being carried around by Run DMC. <laughs> the ghetto blaster. There you are. All right. Uh, anthropology. I have an anthropology question. You, you gave me a softball. Not so, not so kind <laughs> coming you. back to you. The species name for a modern human, Homo sapien, translates to what from Latin? The species name for a modern human being, Homo sapien, translates to what from Latin? What does Homo sapien mean? Hmm. Um, I'm just going to kind of guess here. Um, I mean, homo erectus. I think homo means man. Because you think homosexual, heterosexual. Um, homo erectus. Homo... Erectus, I was going to say standing man, but erectus sounds like that would be that. Sapien. Abe Sapien. I'm going to say smart man. I will accept that. Yeah. Wise okay. man is, oh, I think, the correct translation, yeah. but okay. I will accept smart man. Yes, <clears throat> it re- reveals you. to intelligent man. 
uh, wise man. Yeah. Damn. Good, good sus. Thank good you. Good solo sus yeah, right there. I feel good about that. Yeah. I'll take that one to the grave. Put that on my headstone. Which country singer who released the albums It Matters to Me and Take Me As I Am was born Audrey Perry? Which country singer who released the albums It Matters to Me and Take Me As I Am was born Audrey Perry? Hmm. I don't know those albums and uh even less than Yeah. I Take Me As that. I Am and what was the other one? It Matters to Me. It Matters to Me. Take Me As I Am. It matters to me. I have no idea. Um, a lot of country singers' names kind of sound sus. Like Shania Twain. Like her name sounds like Twang. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like too close. Or Leanne Rhymes. Like you're, you're a singer and your name is Rhymes. Sus. I'm leaning towards one of those two just based on name. I don't know. I feel like, um, those are more Leon rhymes style album titles than Shania Twain. Shania Twain's not like, take me as I am. She's like, damn, I feel like a woman, you know, she's got a lot of confidence. I feel not that Leon rhymes doesn't, but, I don't know. Her first single, Blue. Very vulnerable song. I'm going Leanne Rhymes. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> Faith Hill is the oh, correct answer. Oh, really? Faith Hill. Audrey Perry. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's a Faith more Hill marketable is a, kind of a name. fake sounding name. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's the name of that hill? Oh, that's Faith Hill. Mm, yeah. You know? A person. <laughs> what's the name of that hill? Call your titty. This is the Hill family reunion. Who's that Hill? Call your titty Faith Hill. I, I will. The titty I that's will over do that. your heart. <laughs> that's your heart. That's titty. your Faith Hill. That's your Faith Hill. That's your Faith Hill. Got a heart titty? Call that Faith Hill. <laughs> I've been writing bars today. What was, the, what was the one I had before? Gonna put in a tampon? Better put a lamp on. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that welcome. is here. Yeah. And hey, just a reminder Mark uh, hosts a podcast <laughs> called Lyrics to Go, dedicated to bad lyrics. <laughs> And you should check that out yeah, if, you, uh, if you enjoyed it. Not related to your hot bars that you're writing. I'm just. I told Lee, I'm just going to purposefully write songs with terrible lyrics so I can roast them, but I got to get them big first. You're doing great, not even having to resort to uh, writing your own bad lyrics. You're finding some gems. Let me oh, tell there's, you. There's some stinkers out yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. I'd never heard Jack Johnson's Bubble Toes. Oh, my God. And. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw you, you know, you guys were like, go listen to it. And I was like, I'm not going to listen to it, but I am going to look at the lyrics because I feel like somebody commented like, Oh, what's, what's wrong with that song? Like, I love that song. And I read the lyrics and it's like, all right, if you hear the song, maybe the song like seduces you into thinking it's quality or good mm-hmm. or something like that. But if you just read some of these lyrics right out of the gate, which think, is what you I do. Think they said, I think they were like, all right, I just looked at the lyrics and I can see where yeah, some of this yeah. is. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little weird. You should and, listen to this song, though. It's a big old piece of shit. And, and not to uh, pick on Jack Johnson in particular, because there are a bevy of bad lyrics that you guys go over mm-hmm. in your uh, 60 episodes, 60 73, plus? 73, 74. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. I know. Well, 
Check that but out. What were you going to say? Ago. Not to pick on. Oh, oh, okay. I thought yeah, you were going to. There are plenty of other ones. I'm oh, just yeah, saying. yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a technology question for you for my third question of the round. What kind of tiny semiconductor, now common in most electronic devices, was first introduced by Bell Laboratories in 1947? What kind of tiny semiconductor, now common in most electronic devices, was first introduced by Bell Laboratories in 1947. I don't know what this question means. No? I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can just like think of a part that I think is inside of a thing and just kind of like wing it, but I don't. Um, I'll say a. Um, um, a semiconductor. Um, 1947, and it's now common in most electronic devices. Semiconductor. It's kind of a breakthrough. Um. I fried your. I'm just trying to think of like <laughs> words I've heard before with amps and stuff. Um. You got a fried wattometer. Tur- super turbo encabulator. It's all fried. <laughs> encabulator is good, yeah. Yeah, it looks like you've uh, you got a torque meter in here that looks like it uh, got too much voltage to it. Uh, why can't I think of anything inside of an electrical device all of a sudden? Um, a uh... <laughs> preparing yourself <laughs> for the wrong answer. Well, sometimes I do that though, and then you get it right, and then so, you have to. Whoop. Yeah. Um. Uh, the the. Uh, Jesus Christ. The Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, the cap. I don't know. No. Transistor. Transistor. Should have known that. It's all right. Should have guessed that. Throw one back at me. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me see what I got for you. I'm crank up the difficulty down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, here is your next question. Which car manufacturer produced the models Julieta, Berlina, Brera, and spider which car manufacturer produced the models julieta berlina brera and spider spider is the only one that sounds remotely familiar to me i was like nope 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 and then you said spider and i was like okay hold on here's something i can hook on to I'm lost at sea in this question, but the mm. spider I've heard of that car. Yes, I have indeed, but I don't know if I can remember who manufactured it. I don't think it's an American manufacturer. I don't think it's going to be like Ford or the Chrysler spider. I don't think so. And the Berlina. Volkswagen? They don't sound like Volkswagen names. Cooper. No. Are those Aston Martins? Maybe it's a British car? Jaguar. Um... 
Yeah, it's the spider. I mean, that's just like I think that's like a sports car, like a fast car. He got a fast car. Yeah, Tracy Chapman style car here. Do you think he's got a spider? Is that the car she's talking about? <laughs> it's a really Name fast that. car, Julieta. Um. Hmm. Um. Maybe it's Bugatti Mazda, the Mazda Spider. I don't think it's an Asian vehicle. We go with Aston Martin. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> Alpha Romeo is the correct answer. Alpha Romeo. Oh. I don't know anything about them. Are they Italian? They are. Okay. And the uh, spider. They have a car look at this thing. F1. Oh, okay. Alpha Romeo. Like Alpha as an Alpha Omega? A-L-F-A. Oh, F-A. Okay. Like Alpha Alpha Sprouts. The spider. Spider. It, it is a sports car. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Oh, yeah. They're pretty sick. Julieta is spelled G-I-U-L-I-E-T-A-T-T-A. Something crazy. Something crazy Italian looking. Like the Guilletta? Yeah. Is that it? Guilletta. Guilletta. We can't do it. We're American. We can't do it. It's Julieta. (laughs) Julieta? Oh, okay. We can do it. (laughs) I was going to say, I've been saying it. Yeah, they're pretty slick looking. The old Julieta's like this bad boy. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Looks like something the Pink Panther would drive around. (laughs) Or old James Bond. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back with some miscorrections and our second round of trivia. Mm. We're back, and it's time for some missed corrections. Missed corrections. Okay, first, a self-clarification. Not that my question was wrong, but the way that it was worded might have been a little misleading. My question about which was the first Disney afternoon show to have their own video game. and I think I said that it debuted in 1990. DuckTales debuted as a show. In 1987, but the Disney afternoon debuted in 1990. So probably need a little bit of a rewrite on that question just to make it more clear that the uh, show debuted in, uh, in 1987 and the Disney afternoon itself launched in 1990. Um, our answer to the question of which country was first to host the American flag on international soil, uh, fade to one remarked on our discord server Canada definitely wasn't a country during the Revolutionary War. Oops. <laughs> we got that one wrong. Uh, we got it wrong two ways there. And he wrote, technically, the answer, that was the Bahamas, wasn't its own country until 1973 either. I think the question still stands. Um, but, you know, the way that, again, the way that you word it right. uh, might want to be cleaned up. It's in the way that you word it. 
Ed Sakals writing on Discord. Although he is Canadian, James Naismith invented basketball at the gymnasium at Springfield College in mm. Springfield, Massachusetts, and later introduced it to the University of Kansas, not, not Kentucky, Kentucky. the it. other K state. The other K state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he continues. Also, just a little no note. Dallas mentioned that Victoria Justice's show Victorious was on Disney. It's uh, it's actually on Nickelodeon, not Disney. Mm. And then uh, we had uh, something from ACW about one of my questions. Yeah, no note saying a miscorrection, saying that the Salar de Atacama isn't the largest salt flat in South America. That is Salar de Uyuni in Bolivia, which is also the largest in the world. Mm, Yes, and that is uh, where they filmed uh, in uh, uh, The The Last Jedi, the salt flats in Star Wars. I can't remember what Star Wars it was, but, you know, with the white sand and the red Uh coming through. One of those newer Star Wars movies, the one of the eight million that they've been releasing lately. Uh, I, I yes, the Salar de Atacama is the largest in Chile, but not in South America. So that question is bunk. And then a few notes on our pronunciation of certain things. I caught. Um, I kept saying saccade in my last question of the last episode. Uh, the French term for jerk that relates to the uh, on average eighty eye movements that your eye makes the jerky eye movements it should be pronounced saccade saccade is the correct pronunciation there and uh a few episodes ago we got to rate my question about uh who uh uh gores and mutilates uh the frozen people in dante's inferno in the <laughs> third layer of hell i think yeah and i i said it was cerebus and that is not how you pronounce. Uh, <laughs> we gave ourselves even a pat on the back for that one, even though that is not the answer. And even under my own rules, I would mark that wrong at our trivia. I got a little confused because the correct answer is Kerberos, Kerberos, which is the three-headed dog uh, f- uh, of mythology. Cerebus is a indie comics character created by Dave Sims, which I think has like a, uh, I don't know if it's a record setting run, but for an indie comic, it had a huge, like three decade long run. And interestingly enough, Cerebus is a misspelling of Kerberos. That's really interesting. And a mispronunciation because they call it Cerebus, but because of the Greek, it actually should be pronounced with a K sound. I, I just feel like every time I've seen that dog, I've seen it spelled with a C, and it always looked exactly like that. So the uh, uh, the Ardvark indie comics character, it's it's uh, Cerebus the Ar- the Barbarian. I think it's a co- it started off as a Conan the Barbarian parody. Um, that is spelled C E R E B U S. The mythological figure Kerberos is spelled C E R B E R U S. So yeah. I'm just the victim of a miscorrection, of a misspelling. The point here is don't read comic books. It'll <laughs> mess up your brain. And uh, lastly, we had the uh, rotary engine that you asked about. Uh, uh, oh, you must be talking about the Wankel rotary engine. Yes, that is uh, the, the correct pronunciation. Uh, not Wankel, we have been uh, informed. Yeah. Uh, I like Wankel better, though. It's fun to say. I do, too. I yeah. feel like I've heard it pronounced as Wankel, but... Maybe I'm maybe wrong. here in America we yeah. have our own pronunciation of some things, as you can tell. Yeah, I feel like it's a very weird line to walk where you're trying to pronounce stuff so you're not sounding like a jackass. I've always heard the drummer of Russia's name is actually Neil Peart. Mm-hmm. 
but here we always say Neil Pert or Neil Peer. Yeah. Um, but you always don't want to be, you know, it's, it's Moog synthesizers, not Moog. Yep. Um, so there's some stuff that always just gets like pronounced incorrectly, mispronounced words, if you will. And, uh, we just kind of ride with it because it's the Americanized pronunciation from how we read vowels and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, it gets confusing. Yeah. And, uh, we got a no note here. Um, not sure who, uh, I don't have, I'm sorry to copy the name over, but somebody wrote this in our discord, just listening to the latest podcast and laughing Dallas's cheater catching hot tips. Sometimes there are genuine reasons to be on the phone during trivia. I need to have a babysitter to do pub trivia and need to stay connected to updates and texts. And to that, I would say, um, when I do trivia, my rounds are about 20 minutes. So that's a 20 minute ask. I mean, obviously, if there's like an emergency or something, you're going to want to like, you know, take a look at that. But I've had circumstances where people have come up to me and said, hey, like there's a family emergency going on tonight. So I kind of need to have my phone like nearby and on. Um, I I promise I'm not cheating. If that's the case, like if there's like an emergency, I'm pretty lenient about that. But to most people. I think 20 minutes is a reasonable amount of time to go without your phone. If there's some kind of text or something that you get, I hope that I'm not expected to respond to text within 20 minutes. Mark, you know that I would fail that test every single time. <laughs> Dude. So I love not being on my phone. I, I pff, take that thing away from me. But anyway, 20 minutes, you know, I, I get it. You got a babysitter and stuff. I think 20 minutes is reasonable. So I do, I do maintain that, you know, I will dock points. It usually isn't a problem. Um, you know, but like we said, they're, they're very suspicious tells, you know, and if you win and you're on your phone, then that's incredibly suspicious. Yeah. And if you are a fan of this conversation of the discussion of the ins and outs of, uh, trivia and, um, and cheating and all that stuff, I highly suggest that you get on the uh, discord server. If you're one of those people, I, I'm sure there are a large amount of people who just listen and that's all they want to do. But if you're interested in getting into kind of the nuts and bolts and, uh, you know, listening episodes and in real time telling us what idiots we are, the discord server and the Facebook group, but especially the discord server is, uh, is rife with people that are clamoring to prove us wrong. So, and if you'd like to write us with a missed correction or rate my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at no nonsense trivia, gmail.com. Call us at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six, or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, or wherever else you might find an opportunity to review our show. Chod Pacer. I always try to sneak in with that or rate us with a write my question, but I can never get in there. I don't know if it was going to fit there. Yeah. I, you got to wait till the end. That's what she said. After I. But it works so well with the, uh, if you want to read us with a write, write us with a write my question or read us with a write my question. I always try to sneak. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Every I'm gonna flip once in the a script while. next time. I'll flip okay. the script. I'll make it easier for you to enter. Ah, yeah. yes. We'll work together on this. Indeed. I can't wait to work together with you. Are you ready? I am. What state is known as the lead state, the iron mountain state, the cave state, and Pennsylvania of the West. <laughs> I was thinking of all these East Coast states, and then you throw that last one on me. What state is known as the lead state, the iron mountain state, the cave state, and Pennsylvania of the West? This is per Wikipedia. Hmm. 
A lot of nicknames there. The Lead State. Did you say the Iron State as well? The Iron Mountain State. The I'm Iron sorry for Mountain the mouth noises. The Iron Mountain State. Iron Mountain. Oof. The Lead State, the Iron Mountain State, the Cave State, and the Pennsylvania of the West. Well, it seems like it's got to be a state with some industry in it. To be calling it the lead state. That implies that uh, there's lead mining going on. Um, the Iron Mountain state. So some kind of uh, metalist mountain. The cave state. They got rocks going up and then they got rocks going back inside. <laughs> like just reverting to nothing. Rocks everywhere to be frank. Yeah. Stalagmites. Stalactites. And stalactites. Inside these caves and the Pennsylvania of the West, again, implying some industry. I don't think it would be California. I don't think it would be Nevada. I don't think it's going to be Southwestern. Is Colorado too far east? I don't think so. I think that's fine. So maybe Colorado could be one of the Dakotas, could be Montana, Washington, Oregon, Idaho. Don't know a lot about Idaho. Could be something there. Idaho. Hmm. Finally, Idaho would have something <laughs> to hang its hat on. Is that the potato state? That's the potato state. They got potatoes already. Maybe that's the nickname you're leaving out. But when I think of Pennsylvania, I think it's going to be a state that has like some industry, but is also some rural land I think I'm going to go with Oregon so it's incorrect <laughs> the correct answer may surprise you Missouri is the correct answer Missouri. really okay. Missouri it must have gotten that Pennsylvania of the West distinction a long time ago <laughs> yeah when it was in the West <laughs> yep okay <laughs> okay before the expansion yeah gotcha all right Missouri that is a that is a tricky one yeah all right Boats. My next boats? question for you. Boats. You were asking me about the Fresnel lens. About boats. Yeah, I got one. I got a boat question. Okay. Getting its name from a Tamil word for logs bound together. What kind of boat is known for its two hulls of equal size? Catamaran. Get- That's correct. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. What? I don't know. I'm so surprised. <laughs> you got like that one. Boats. I was like, there's no, there's no way in hell. And then you're like logs bound together. And I'm like, raft? Raft's not a fucking Tamil <laughs> word. What the hell am I doing? And then you said two holes and it just like jumped in my head. Perfect. Love it. Good job. Joey, Tim, are you proud of me? Be proud of this man. Please only, tell me you're proud of me. Only 20% of our teams Damn. got that right. Hell yeah. yes. 
Give it to me now. I can't believe it. Oh, that's some people good. wrote down pontoon, and I would love to give them that. But again, the Tamil word for logs bound together being the important qualifier there. Wow. Good stuff. Thank you. All right. Here's your next question. I'm rewriting a question in my mind. His eyes just rolled back like the Undertaker or like that guy in Dune. What is the name of the antagonist in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? No, don't ask me this. <laughs> don't ask me this. <sighs> this is the guy who <laughs> Charlie is scared of. The Everyone's movie. scared of him. Are you kidding me? But then at the end, it's revealed that he works for Willy Wonka. And the Chocolate Factory. And, and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> By extension. <laughs> His name is uh, Mr... Snodgrass. He's trying to test Charlie's, uh, um, trying to test his metal, not his metal necessarily, but no. his trustworthiness. You know, mm-hmm. is he gonna, you know, be a sellout? Mm-hmm. Is he gonna sell out Willy Wonka and his uh, delicious recipes? I don't. I can't remember if it's one recipe just for the chocolate or if it's a bunch. I believe of it's for shit. the everlasting gobstopper. That's right. That's right, Mister. Sneedgrass. That's incorrect. Slugworth. Slugworth. Slugworth is the correct answer. Harry Potter motherfucking name. So it's funny. I actually asked the original question I had. What was Charlie's last name? Oh, no. Beckett. I'm sorry. It's incorrect. Bucket. Bucket. Charlie Bucket. Damn it. Um, and then I was listening He's the to Mr. Bucket from the board game. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast today and they mentioned Slugworth. And I said, you know what? I'm going to ask that to Lee on the podcast. And it looks like the bucket question would have been good as well. But yeah, Slugworth. Yeah. Sneedgrass and Beckett. That's my version. <laughs> Sneedgrass and Beckett, attorneys at law. That's like uh Good uh, material for uh, sweeting a movie. You remember Michelle Gondry <laughs> and the movie Be Kind Rewind? Yes. Where they have to remake all the movies because Jack Black's character is magnetized. <laughs> um, that was, I remember reading a magazine interview with Michelle Gondry. And he, it was like in some trash magazine, like Stuff Magazine or something like that. M. Yeah, something like that. But he was like, uh, I was a big Michelle Gondry fan at the time, so I was like, got to read this interview. I'm sorry, for I, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Not yeah, him. yeah. I wasn't looking at the magazine for the pictures or anything like that. <laughs> right, it was for yeah, the no. interview. This um, tight-ass shirt on this woman with yeah. big titties? No. <laughs> Not interested. But he was talking about remaking Back to the Future from memory without looking at a script. That was like a project idea that he had in mind. And then, like, three years later, Be Kind Rewind came out. And I was like, he must have said, why just do this with one movie when I can... That's amazing. You know, just kind of create a a new story that sets a framework to do a bunch of different movies. How fantastic. Yeah. All right. Tennis is your next category. Tennis, anyone? Tennis. Sharing its name with a type of bread item. What is the term in tennis for a set which ends in six... To zero, of which Swedish tennis legend Bjorn Borg won 116 throughout his career. Bjorn Borg getting this score 6 0, 116 times 
What is the term in tennis for that score, 6-0, that shares its name with a type of bread item? God, type of bread. I, you know, there's Here something about the again. way you word stuff, man. It's just like, I know it's a problem we all face, but damn. Well, if I say type of bread, you're going to start guessing like rye, pumpernickel. Mm. This is a type of bread item. An item that is made out of bread, not something that is used to make bread. Right. Okay. Six to zero. Kind of want some pumpernickel now. Not gonna God, I dig up my grandfather and suck his dick for some fucking rye toast with butter on it. Did I tell you about the salt? No. God, there's this place that has such thick toast down by my house. Mm-hmm. Breakfast place. We should go there sometime. Okay. It's been a while since we broke bread. Yeah. Thick, thick rye toast, right? Mm-hmm. They give it to you all buttered up. Yeah. You put strawberry jam on it. And then you put a little sea salt on it. Just a hair. Dude, I'm salivating thinking of it. It's got that sweet and salty. And the and the butter is like so like rich. And the flavor of the rye. Oh, my God. I, I will join you, but we have to tell them to put your grandfather back in the ground. Because, I mean, that, that can't continue anymore. <laughs> Sir, can you yeah. um, please take your dick sure out of but... your mouth? <laughs> This is my total one. All right. <laughs> um, six zero bread item. Other bread items. Um, a croissant, a donut. Is a donut a bread item? I think so. A bagel. I'm trying to think. I was thinking that maybe if it could be something in another language that sounds like it, like sace. Uh, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say croissant. No, I'm sorry. It is one that you mentioned. I believe it's because you have six and you have been offered up a bagel. In your opponent's score. You know, I was thinking that like bagel, I, that is something that I heard before, but I was like, bagel doesn't make any sense. Like a bagel, I think would be like zero, zero or something. Cause a bagel just looks like a zero. Well, but, I think what it is, is like, Oh, Bjorn's got another bagel here. You know, it's like mm, your opponent has given you nothing except a zero, which looks like gotcha, a bagel. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, goddamn. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's a good uh, some good feedback on how to rewrite that question. You know, I mean, it is six zero, but um, maybe just framing it in a way where one opponent has six and the other has zero just to kind of separate those two uh, numbers from each other Mm -hmm. so that zero is more of the emphasis on what you're thinking about. Could be something there. Hmm. How many fingers does the Swedish chef have? Hmm. The Muppets. Swedish chef. Yes. Um, what was I just reading about the Swedish chef recently? Um, oh yeah, I remember it was, uh, about the, uh, pastry chef Duff Goldman, also known as the ace of cakes. 
on Food Network. The Ace of Cakes. The <laughs> Ace of Cakes. I think that's the name of the show. Ace of Cakes. Um, he's a pastry chef. Might have been made a bagel in his time, but I think he's more known for his cakes. I don't know that a bagel is even considered a pastry, really. But anyway, when he was a child, his mother uh, came into the kitchen and he was holding a meat cleaver and watching Chef Tell when he was like four years old. So uh, Chef Tell is a German uh, celebrity chef who was one of the first big chefs to be on TV and have their own show and stuff, who inspired the Swedish chef with his thick German accent. So he was a German chef, but the Swedish <laughs> chef character from the Muppets apparently inspired by Chef Tell. Um, and if I remember correctly, the Swedish chef does not have Muppet hands. The Swedish chef has human hands, which means that he has five fingers on each hand. Did you ask on each hand or total? You're correct. Okay. Thank you. Good Thank job. You. So five is the answer you're looking for? Yes. Well, okay. yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is actually a funny story. So when I asked this question live, mm-hmm. I asked it and someone, I, I realized that I did not, you know, specify. So I went up to the microphone. I was like, by the way, I mean, how much is this? How many fingers does Swedish chef have on one hand? And someone was like, oh, come on. And I was like, <laughs> and I said, what? What the I, f- I hate that automatically. Just when somebody is like, ah, well, audience, but it's like, it, uh, it's so annoying. All you, I go, all you have to do is divide by two. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like you did a bunch of sussing to like figure out the highest peak in the Appalachian mountains. And then I was like, no, I meant the Rocky mountains. And you have to start from yeah. scratch. All you have to do is take that number and divide it. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's not what like I got on the microphone. I was like, "Shut up!" It's just like <laughs> what the, this is why I love nice guys. This is why like it'd be hard for me to do trivia. I was just like, "What the fuck is the big deal? Just divide." Yeah, and and everybody started laughing. So it was a good time. But yeah, that's correct. Five or ten. That reminds me, you're you're positioning at nice guys. We were talking about this with Dallas on the last episode a little bit. You're behind that wall. You know, and we've had some uh, talk on the Discord uh, about, as we mentioned, like dealing with cheaters and stuff. And somebody had mentioned that they had kind of like a weird position at their uh, trivia. I think it was Blake uh, Motor Liquor mm-hmm. who said they no no Blake has a good position. He's in like a greenhouse. That greenhouse thing is in a, in, gorgeous. In the Pacific Northwest, Holy not shit. here in Florida. No, the Pacific thankfully. West North. Oh right, yes, yeah, the Pacific West North. Uh, but Please. somebody was saying that they they can't see like their players most of the time because there's like a patio area. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, or they were they were pissed because the venue can't really monitor it. And I was thinking, like, well, that's kind of like Mark's situation. Like, you're behind that wall. I think we need to get you a wireless microphone so that during the question rounds, you can be out on the scene, you know? Yeah. And then um, you can retreat behind the wall to go do the scoring and stuff like that. But. I did have a wireless microphone once upon a time, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a pain in the ass. Um the other thing is not that I interacted with them a whole bunch, but I also have my computer that has Zoom, so oh, I do interact right. with them every once in a while as well. Um, and I'm sure they, you know, I'm sure one of the reasons they flock there is to look at my beautiful face all night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it's definitely something that I have considered, and uh, maybe maybe I'll look a little bit more into it. It's so vast with the outside and the other side, and this side and that side. Again, it's usually not a problem. It's just we need to. We're going to need to clamp down big time when it comes to um you know when it comes to doing those big things all right my last question of the round for you mark 
is about cartoons mm. from the 1950s. Okay. Which series by Hanna-Barbera tied Silly Symphonies with most wins for the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film? Which series by Hanna-Barbera tied Silly Symphonies with most wins for the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film? A series for animated short film? Mm Mm-hmm. So originally they were short films, and then it became its own series. But it was a series of short films as well. But this is a a Hanna-Barbera cartoon series that, in its early days, were shorts that were uh, shown in movie theaters, presumably, before other movies. And Silly Symphonies had the lead for most Academy Awards for Best Animated Short Film until this series by Hanna-Barbera tied it. I believe seven was the number of wins. Mm. 1950 something. Mm-hmm. Yes. This took place over the, uh, I, I think definitely the decade of the fifties, but seven wins. So there's many different years here, but the first win was in the, in the fifties. Um, I'll look up the dates for you here. Oh, it's fine. I'm not going to know one way or another. Hanna-Barbera. Um, I'm going to say... I'm trying to think of like what is a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Um, because I, uh, I have trouble remembering a Hanna-Barbera joint. This is from, uh, they, it won the first Academy Award for, <laughs> if I read you these titles. I was going to say, I'm sure, I'm sure they would be obvious. Well, it's a, what, what's your guess? Just I'm going to say Tom and Jerry. That is correct. Oh, holy shit. Well done. I, you know, I knew it was old and I, and I could see how they would be shorts mm-hmm. and it seemed like something you'd put in front of a movie. Yep. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. I didn't. I, my problem was I didn't know if it was Hanna Barbera, but apparently mm-hmm. it was. Yep. 1943, The Yankee Doodle Mouse. Oh, yeah. 1944, Mouse Trouble. <laughs> 1945, Quiet Please. That's great before a movie. Mm-hmm. 1946, The Cat Concerto. 1949, The Little Orphan. 1952, The Two Mouseketeers. And 1953, Johan Mouse. Those are the wins. They were also nominated a, a couple other years as well. Ah, well, I'll be damned. That's round two. That is. Now let's take a little bit of a break and get right to our final question. Yes. And we're back. Are you ready? Give it to me. Wait a minute. Yeah. Is it you first? Or no, me it's first? me. Okay. It's me. Okay. I'm going to give it to you. All right. <laughs> give it to me. Interrogation <laughs> techniques. Speaking of cheating and, uh, you know, Dallas's techniques of <laughs> oh, like boy. looking for 
for cheaters at trivia. Mm-hmm. I have a question about interrogation techniques. Okay. It's actually a category that he requested at trivia. Jesus. So this is uh, truly a Dallas question. Named after the psychologist who developed it in the 1950s, what nine-step interrogation technique is often used by law enforcement during interrogations to produce confessions? What is the name of the nine-step interrogation technique usually used by law enforcement to produce confessions that is named after the psychologist who developed it in the 1950s? Did he get this? He did not. Another team did, though. Mm. He said it was on the tip of his tongue. Do you believe him? Yeah. Okay. I mean, judging from his, uh, his techniques, <laughs> I mean, he, he's studied this. Um, I don't know if I know this, <clears throat> uh, and I'm not going to beat around the bush too much. Um, this is a toughie. It is a toughie. To make this a little easier, just as a heads up, you could simply say the name of the technique and ask people how many steps it has in it. If you wanted to do this question, but in an easier format, um, I guess it might be slightly easier. If you know it. <laughs> I don't know. As to which this would be easy. Yeah, also. I, this one definitely <laughs> falls more into my, this is interesting to know more than uh, common knowledge. But I suppose if you have, you know, people that have this kind of training, they probably know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to take a loss on this one. I, I, I don't, I don't think I know. It's called the read <laughs> technique. I'll say that again. Cause I talked over the buzz. The read <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it one more time because you buzz the <laughs> the read technique <laughs> the read technique. Okay, yes. I've never heard of that. Yes, uh, nine steps. Yeah. Do you ever? Uh, did you this ever... is like a break them down, get their trust, exactly, build them back up. The the nine steps. I'll read them for you to you here. Uh, positive confrontation. Advise the suspect that the evidence has led the police to the individual as a suspect. Offer the person an early opportunity to explain why the offense took place. Then try to shift the blame away from the suspect to to some other person or a set of circumstances that prompted the suspect to commit the crime. That is, develop themes containing reasons that will psychologically justify or excuse the crime. Themes may be developed or changed to find one to which the accused is most responsive. Next, step three, try to minimize the frequency of suspect denials. Mm-hmm. Step four. At this point, the accused will often give a reason why he or she did not or could not commit the crime. Try to use this to move towards the acknowledgement of what they did. Step five. Reinforce sincerity to ensure that the suspect is receptive. So try to be like, we're on the same side here. We're just trying to get to the truth. Uh, number six. The suspect will become quieter and listen. Move the theme of the discussion towards offering alternatives. If the suspect cries at this point, infer guilt. Jesus. Number seven. Pose the alternative question, giving two choices for what happened. One more socially acceptable than the other. So this is kind of like that homophobic uh, schoolyard joke. Does your mom know you're gay? You know, where you kind of trap them in a uh, in a position where they, you know, they don't think about the third option, which is uh, in the case of criminal activity to maintain that they did not commit the crime. 
Uh, step eight, lead the suspect to repeat the admission of guilt in front of witnesses and develop corroborating information to establish the validity of the confession. And finally, step nine, document the sus- suspect's admission or confession and have him or her prepare a recorded statement, audio, video, or written. Those are the nine steps of the read technique. I don't know if you remember this, Mark, but I, I feel like I, I got really into the, this interrogation YouTube channel called JCS. I do remember. Real interrogation footage. And a narrator would analyze the interrogation and, uh, you know, comment on what the, you know, officer was doing, what the suspect was doing. And there was so much variety in techniques and defense techniques and offensive techniques. I found it really interesting. Um, So, yeah, the read technique. These definitely line up with a lot of what was on that channel. Gross. I just got a call from the Republican Congressional Committee. Oh, my gosh. The other day. Uh, I got some solicitors here and I opened the door. It was uh, three young people and there was like one right at the door, then a safety person in the driveway and then another safety person in the road. They were like, it was like fucking get out or something. Just like, (laughs) why are you all, you know, stationed out like this? Then I realized, okay, they're just checking on each other. And uh, the young person at my door was like, hey, just here on behalf of Marco Rubio. And I was like, (laughs) not interested. (laughs) Have a good day. God. Oh, yeah, you get the wrong house. Buddy. I will not be vote. You can. There's nothing you can say. And if you feel differently, I'm sure there's somebody that you feel this way about. So you can right. understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, here. absolutely. But at the end of the day, don't bother me at my home. I really need to get a sign or something. I hate yeah. solicitors. Yeah, they suck. Here's your last question. Okay. What flambéed dessert? How do you feel about a flambéed dessert? Sure. How do you feel about it? Sure. I mean, I'm not a sweets guy, so all desserts, I'm kind of like, I'll have a bite. Okay. That's that's usually my, my approach. What flambéed dessert is generally credited to Auguste Escoffier for Queen Victoria's 75th year as queen? What flambéed dessert is generally credited to Auguste Escoffier for Queen Victoria's 75th year as queen? Uh, that's got to be Fuego de Escoffier. No. Um, so a flambéed dessert, flambéed dessert is a dessert that's been torched, I believe, or set aflame. And uh, I, I mean, the only thing that I can think of would be creme brulee. And Escoffier sounds French. Creme brulee is French. I'm going to go with it. Creme brulee. Incorrect. There's more than one. There is cherries jubilee. Oh, cherries jubilee. And it kind of has, I know what you're saying. Well, where the fuck is my built in hint? I can't give this pibs. The uh, cherries jubilee. It is the jubilee celebration for 75th. So there's a little bit of a hint. Okay. All right, cherry. Can mm. you describe this dessert to me? I can't. No, I've never it's, had it. There's uh, cherries. Assuming cherries are involved, and they, I'm just picturing cherries on fire right now. That's what. <laughs> it's just like light them up. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Hello, daddy. Hello, mom. I'm a ch 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 cherry bomb. <laughs> I want to look cherries at this thing. on fire. Like that song by uh, the Kings of Leon. Hey yo. My cherry's on fire. It's supposed to be sex is on fire. I made mm. a tweet once that was semi-successful and that like eight people liked it. And I said, <laughs> I wonder if that guy from Kings of Leon's sex is still on fire. 
Uh, Cherries Jubilee is a dessert made with cherries and liqueur, which are flambéed tableside, commonly served as a sauce over vanilla ice cream. So this guy just dumps some cherries in a bowl, puts some ice cream on it, and then lit it on fire. We talking about vanilla ice. Yeah. Vanilla. <laughs> okay. Escoffier. August. There it is. There it is. Queen Victoria's Jubilee celebration. There it is. See, I told You're you. You're right. I verified it. God damn. We should do that with every question, probably, so we don't get into another <laughs> Bolivia situation. Immediately. Yep. Just live action Google. You know, I think I've mentioned before. If we if had we, any credibility, we would do that. And if we ever got to the point where we had like a producer who was recording us so we didn't have to worry about all the footwork when we get really big one day. Um, I think I mentioned armchair expert. They have a whole thing at the end of each episode. He does the whole interview mm-hmm. and then he, yeah. he and his, his sidekick, she goes through and like, even like the most little nuanced thing, she was like, you said that blah, 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 blah has X amount of milk in it. It actually has this like stuff. That's so like, it's, you know, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> She'll still miscorrect it. It's pretty, it's pretty great. I would like that. I'd like that too. Right now we've got a one episode delay on our, cor- on our corrections. <laughs> um, but if you want to help us get there, you know, yeah. support us on Patreon. Give us a bunch of money so we can pay someone to do that yeah. shit for us. Because right now we're like just putting all the effort in <laughs> and we're getting to it while we can. Yep. You know, it's uh get in while you're putting put the pots under the uh, holes in the roof, catching the water. That's this. That's the state this podcast is in. We love doing it and we're still going to do it. But we could use some help. So if you're listening, if you're a regular listener and you've got some extra bones you can throw around, we would love to have those bones. Throw us those bones. Give we'll us those bones them. so we can put a door up. Yeah. We got things we need to do here. Please. We got to get Mark a wireless microphone. We need a door for the studio. I'd like a wireless mic too. Just there saying. You go. All right. Well, Mark, Lee. thank you for joining me tonight for uh. another I guess it's the morning if you're listening to this on its debut. But and yesterday, I hope you had. A f- I hope your MegaCon yesterday was amazing. Or wait a minute, uh, man, I, I loved hearing how great MegaCon was yesterday and the day before. That was great. Yes, and the uh, day before this episode comes out, it will have been Kylan's birthday as well. So we want to wish a happy birthday to my lovely wife, Kylan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kyle. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> All right, we've Double been doing perfect. this. Po- we've been doing this podcast too fucking long. <laughs> or we've just known each other too long. That concludes this episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone. Please join us every Monday morning for a new episode by subscribing to the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you could support the podcast, as I mentioned, on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top. That'll take you to our Patreon page, which has tons of bonus content on it, including 17 bonus quizzes, Mm. alternate audio commentary track with trivia with Big Lebowski, and way more coming down the pipeline. Sign up. Indeed. Uh, 
it would, be, it would be very hilarious if you said the easiest and then you actually said the most difficult is to sign up for patreon <laughs> thank you to our patreon supporters who are doing the most difficult job of them all for helping us out with the show yes. including a big thanks to our quiz daddies brandon long adam volk at esme and red crest fried chicken tim at pat's garden service tommy and gill it's, it's gill by the way i invested some money in adam volk's um future red crest so well done <laughs> what a very light ding 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 well i, I can make it laugh it's okay <laughs> we'll fix it in post uh very very pumped to see what he does there our team captains matt mo rick g skyler Kristen fletcher lydia og aaron and david holbrook david holbrook david holbrook thank you to our proverbial light keepers frank trent grant rob captain nick williams why am i speaking weird kate rachel moo tim gomez aka mappy1984 lucas carly sarah cooper hank luke manu matthew spencer lisa ryan adam john lewis nabil ricky f justin p justin positive confrontation and justin m justin minimize frequency of denials and thanks to our rumple snailskins tim binsky nathan issa Sai, kara megan christopher brandon ed dylan sarah fox and five laurel aaron h-bomb lauren mj steven kenya dallas at all my favorite things from the screen allison page kevin sarah alex mike c mike centers the blame on the suspect <laughs> Mike J. Mike juices the confession. And Mike K. Mike keeps the interrogations fun and interesting by inserting trivia bits that he's learned from the no-no uh, into the interrogation. Perfect. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a write my question. Or a miscorrection. No nonsense trivia at gmail.com is the email address. Or you can call us at 1-929-356-6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. We have a Facebook group you can join as well. Just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five, Five stars, stars only, only please. please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners and Kyle Ann, just want to wish you a happy birthday again, baby. I love you. And No Nonsense listeners, have a great week. <laughs>